on the I Can't Book This, episode 24. I'm your host, Fredo, joined by my co-host, Eddie, and we're here to talk about wrestling. First episode of the year, and we're going to kick things off with NXT TakeOver Blackpool. Uh, first of all, before we even get into the card, like we just said off mic, I want to say it, it was a pretty well-put-together pay-per-view. At first, when I saw the match card, and it was like... You know, bare bones, I was I was not sure if it was going to be entertaining enough, you know, like it seemed kind of naked to me. But with that being said, and them only, them, you know, five matches being on the card, it was it was a pretty solid show, man. So I have no problems with the show whatsoever, but uh, we're going to go through the matches real fast and give y'all our takes on it. Starting off with uh, Mustache Mountain versus the Grizzled Young Vets, I guess is what they're calling themselves, uh, Zach Gibson and James Drake for the NXT UK Tag Team Titles. Uh, I didn't know too much about James Drake. I mean, I've been fucking with uh, Gibson since he uh, had his match with Dunn and shit, so he's kind of caught my eye. But, I mean, when you get with the Mustache Mountain Boys, you know what to expect, what kind of wrestling you're going to get from them and shit. So, I mean, they, to me, I'm not going to sit here and, like, try to undersell it, oversell it. To me, they did what they normally come to do. It wasn't like, damn, man, they blew the roof off of that shit. But it wasn't me, by me saying that, I don't want to make it sound like, oh, it was a shitty match. Like, no, it was a good match. It's just, I I don't know. To me, it wasn't like, had me at the glue, glued at the end of my seat, besides the fact of wanting to see who the hell was going to be crowned the new champions. But uh, to me, I guess I'm okay with the with the finish, you know, and, and, and you know, who went over, because I've kind of felt going into this shit, we all knew who was going to win. And that kind of took away the allure for me. So how did you feel about it, and how did you feel about the end result? Like, coming in thinking what you thought, what thought was going to happen and who they were facing. Like, what was your whole feel on it? Uh, I I personally thought this this is my match of the night uh, overall. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, threw me for a loop. I was like, there's no way Mustache Mountain's not going to be the first UK tag team champs. But eventually, hey, they, you know, they lost. Uh, Gibson and uh, Drake had a lot of really nice chemistry in the match. Um Obviously, it's not uh, Mustache Mountain and Undisputed Era. Yeah, <laughs> you know, or anything like that. But for I mean, for me, man, it was it was a great match. Uh, I'm happy that they didn't give it to Mustache Mountain right away because it would have just been too obvious. Just like Tony, her, she her getting the belt off the bat. Yeah, it would have just been too obvious. So I don't know, man. I mean, it was it was to start to start off a card, man. That was a perfect way to start it off. Yeah, I can totally agree with that. Uh crazy spots. I like the Mustache Mountain, how they did their little tribute to uh, Davey. Brit- yeah, the British Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah Davey that, Boy that and uh, the Dynamite Kid. So, I mean, that was, that was cool as fuck. Um, but, I mean, over, overall, man, it was just what a way to start off the card. And the crowd was just into it, man. That always helps. That always helps. It's better than having a dead, silent-ass crowd or just, you know, half-assed cheering. So, yeah. Uh, did you have anything else? Uh... No, I mean, that's pretty much it. Yeah, good way to start off the card. So, you know, then we're off to the races. The next match now that was advertised was supposed to be Jordan Devlin versus Travis Banks. Now, I'm somewhat of a fan of uh, Banks, and then I've really been fucking with this new Jordan Devlin. So I was kind of interested. I wasn't, like, too invested in it, but I was interested in it. And then, you know, obviously he was attacking Banks throughout the day <laughs> and then before the match. So, obviously, he was. they played the injury angle and magically – Thankfully, they had a replacement, which ended up turning out to be Finn Balor. So they let Finn take part of the first UK takeover, which I thought was pretty dope. 
But uh, I'll let you take the wheel on this one. How did you feel about this match? Uh, I Surprise was match. <laughs> I, I, I was upset because I was really excited to see the match. Um, like, like that was like one of the matches I was legit looking forward to because I'm a really big fan of both people. Yeah. So it, and and the way they've been pushing uh, Travis Banks, it's really making me think: Is he really injured? Because I don't think they would just pull him for just to have Finn on there. Yeah, I was. I had a question mark on that too because I totally agree. Like, what would be the point in doing him in this? Like, you're just always injured. Shit. Like, so yeah, you know, that's his story. Every time you think something's gonna go on with him, he'll probably get injured. Yeah. So I, hopefully it's not the case, but damn, what's going on? So, I mean, I was upset, but I mean, how can you be, uh, you know, really uh, truly upset when Finn came out and the, the crowd went stupid dumb? Like, yeah. you couldn't even hear Finn's music for the first 35, 40 seconds. Uh, overall, man, the match I, I thought was really dope just because, you know, it's student against teacher. And uh, had to have been jo- dope for Devlin. And Finn, like Finn, was smiling the whole time. He was yeah. just soaking it all in. Uh, but I mean, I don't know. I'm interested in seeing where this Banks and Devlin storyline goes because, you know, you never never bet against the Irish Ace, and I was kind of digging it that, that yeah. whole angle. Yeah, hopefully they continue. Well, I think they're going to continue it. I think they get to fight each other next week, if I'm not mistaken, or some shit like that. They will be getting to mix it up though. So yeah, hopefully we get a payoff of that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean. So the the match the match was pretty good, uh, I think Devlin didn't look because it started off it looked like it was going to end within the first thirty seconds because like, yeah <laughs> he, he knocked down Devlin and then he goes for the he was about to go for the coup de gras, but he rolled out the ring and I'm like no way you're gonna bury Devlin like this right, he's doing so good you <laughs> yeah yeah like you actually got me interested in him but you know it didn't happen pretty pretty lengthy match I liked it and obviously Finn wasn't not gonna go over so man I feel like. We got to see like like legit NXT Finn like he that wasn't Monday Night Raw Finn that was wrestling in that match. He seemed like he was wrestling his old style like it, it was just different in itself, and I really liked that. So it sucks that he has to go to NXT UK to showcase the, that he can really do. But I mean, hey, for the fans, I'm pretty sure they're in attendance. That had to be fucking great to be able to see that shit unannounced. So yeah, I had no complaints about it. Um, I've would figure that they weren't going to let Jordan beat the teacher per se, especially now with the shit that they're doing with Finn on Raw. Like, yeah, I don't think they would sully his good name right now. But it was still a good match, man. Didn't didn't know it was coming, and I, I I'm happy with it. Yeah, I wasn't mad at it at all. Now the match that's up next. Me personally, I don't want to influence you on this, but me personally, I didn't really have any interest in this shit going into the pay per view which was uh, Dave Mastis versus uh, Eddie Dennis in a no-disqualification match. Me, personally, I'm not interested in either one of these guys. Like, they have yet to do anything, and this is not me, of course, as we always say on this podcast, not trying to shit on anybody, but, like, personally, they ain't done nothing to entertain me or make me want to even be fans of them. Like, after they fucked up the camera angle and we got to see Mastiff's real size, even though Eddie Dennis is a tall dude, so, I mean, I took that into account during their match but i forgot who it was that he faced when he actually faced somebody that was not smaller than him and it's like he's just a regular short meatball type of dude man they're billing his ass as like you know a large type person it's like that lost all all allure to me right there and eddie dennis ain't had it since he debuted for me like nothing they hyped you up for two three weeks you finally debut of course it's the jobber route i'm not mad at that i'm used to that shit you know to introduce people into the wrestling world i'm cool with that but you got to show out. <laughs> you can't just wrestle basics, you know, boring-ass matches and think that you're going to be the next star in UK. So hopefully 
something happens, you know, with that shit. But I'm assuming Mastiff picked up the win. I'm not 100% sure if I'm remembering right. But I believe Mastiff picked up the win. I mean, obviously, it was weapons involved, which, okay, I thought that was kind of cool. That was going to be the only match on the card that was going to go that route because I didn't assume that Pete Dunne and Joe Coffey would. So I was like, okay, you know, incorporating a match with some street shit, kendo sticks or whatever have you, you know what I mean? Like, all right, cool, no complaints. But it just didn't, that feud was just a dud to me. So even with that match being on the card, that was another reason when I was looking at the match card, like, uh, I don't know how this card's going to go, man. There's only four good matches on this motherfucker, really. But, you know, it didn't fuck it up the whole time for me. Like, yeah, this sucks. Like, this ruined the pay-per-view. No, it didn't do that for me. But, like, I just really didn't have any interest. Did you have any takeaways from that match? So, like, my outlook before the match was pretty much the same as yours. Um, Really wasn't interested in either one. Uh... Mastiff reminds me of Otis from Heavy Machinery. <laughs> Good comparison. You know, um, Eddie Dennis is just some scrawny, gangly mother. You know, I just <laughs> so I mean, me personally, before the match, like I was like really disinterested. But the way that the match was put together, I think it was a perfect way to build both people without burying them. Eddie Dennis looked like a like a monster the way he was picking up Mastiff the whole match. Yeah. So that was shocking to me. Uh, and Matt, and I'm going to be honest, Mastiff look good. They, they both look really good to me. So I, I'm not necessarily saying I'm sold on them, but they definitely went up a couple steps in my book for this match. Uh, they definitely pulled out some stops, uh, especially the way, uh, Mastiff picked up Eddie Dennis and did, uh, did the drop on the, on the wood, how he falls on him. That was pretty cool. You know, obviously having the weapons was cool. Uh, the match was set up. It was a perfect way to build both people without burying anybody. So that that's the reason why I liked the match so much, and that was my most shocking card on the match because I didn't have a single expectation for the match. I really went into that match like, okay, sure, let's see what's going on. Yeah. You know, I'm got to watch it anyways, right? Like, sure, let's see what's going on. So, I mean, it was a perfect way to end it. Uh, Dennis gets put through a table, gets pinned, one, two, three, and, you know, we'll see we'll see from future episodes how, come, uh, how they uh, built, book both these people from here on out. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I liked Mastiff since the UK tournament, and it blew my mind when I was on Twitter seeing people like talk shit about him. People from the UK area, you know, and they're dogging him, talking about how he's trash in the ring and why would WWE sign him? And I'm like, he's not bad. I, I so I don't have any problems with him. I mean, Eddie Dennis, I'm sorry, yeah, you still you still gotta you know convince me because you're a fucking trash to me right now. Like I, you're wasting time <laughs> in my eyes, only my eyes. Like yeah. Uh, but yeah, massive. I mean, shit. I, I hope they do something. I just didn't like how they were trying to, you know, like I said, do these camera angles and make it look like he's so towering when really he's just an average size fat dude. Like, not to take away from anything he does in the ring, but it's like looks mean something, you know. Not that it makes the wrestler and oh, you got to be six foot six and you know muscle, you know all these muscles and shit. Not your COVID motherfucker. Yeah, you, you don't got to be. You don't got to be. But at the same time, I, you, I can't believe a five eight fat nigga is gonna be whooping everybody, dude. Like I'm sorry, I can't really. Me personally, Samoa Joe's like the only fat guy in Kevin Owens to me that gets away with that kind of shit, and I don't even know their exact heights. But those are the only guys in my book that gets away with that shit because it's actually believable. Mastiff, not so much. But, I mean, I still want him to do something. I mean, uh, hopefully down the line they pull a regular NXT move and introduce a mid-card title because that shit's going to get flooded. And I'm sorry, I don't want to see a bunch of mid-carders that we know ain't going to go in the title picture just waste time having matches. But, uh, but yeah, back to the main topic, though. I mean, uh, it wasn't a bad match, per se. It wasn't like it was a shit fest to me, but it was just like I just didn't have any interest. But 
hopefully we get something better coming from both men in the future now since this is like i look at this as the brand really off to a start now for real for real yeah we've had all these old ass tapings but now things are supposedly hopefully going to start anew yeah it's full go now yeah yeah and then the next match was uh, Tony Storm versus Rhea Ripley. Uh, was I tripping, or did that match feel kind of short, or was it just that decent of a match that you lost track of time? Because I'm not sure. Uh, it would definitely wasn't no five-minute match, man. It was definitely over ten. Because I'm just like, why is it so fun at the end? I'm like, damn, that was fast. What the fuck? Like, but I was like, no, I was actually paying attention, so, I mean, maybe that's why it felt that way. But uh, how, I got to ask, man, how did you feel about the, the end result, man? Uh... I mean, obviously, Tony Storm is one of the top women wrestlers in the, in the world. Yeah. Uh, Rhea's really young. So is Tony, obviously. But Rhea, Rhea will be fine without the belt. This isn't going to bury her in any way. Uh, t- Tony had to get the belt. Like, I, if Tony didn't get the belt, lost to Rhea twice, like, what? Yeah, that does kind of damage her character yeah. in that sense. Yeah, yeah. That That's like Asuka losing to uh, Carmella twice. Yeah. It just makes no Bad fucking sense. Bad enough to happen once. Let's not make it a double trip. Yeah. But, so, I mean, I mean for me... This is, and it's, when, when I say this, I don't mean any disrespect by it. To me, this was the weakest match of the night uh, because I had I had hella expectations for the match. Yeah. Like, I expected that to be a fucking five-star match. But, I mean, I, and it was a good match, but it wasn't up to what I expected. Yeah, I can totally agree because, I mean, although I enjoyed the match, it wasn't what I was expecting. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I can agree 100%. I felt the same fucking way. Uh, I love that headbutt uh, spot, Fuck though, man. It's not like fucking, you know, like two Rams cracking their motherfucking heads together, boy. That shit, they both sold it great. Like, yeah, that that was like, damn, made me hold my head for a second. Like, yeah, that shit was, yeah, it could have been better, but, like, it wasn't bad. I was just shocked at the end result. Like, I fuck with Tony Storm, but I was not expecting them. Because, like, how we just discussed on one of the last episodes from last year that we thought that, Maybe in the UK that they would be keeping the straps on people for a little while yeah. instead of always changing hands. So for it to happen like that, I was just like, okay, damn. Not mad at it, but I just did not expect it to happen so soon. So, I mean, I guess I'm not mad at the result. I was just shocked at the result. But I agree with what you're saying, though. I mean, it's not going to hurt Rhea. She's still going to be the badass in the women's division over there. So she's solidified. She doesn't, unless somebody new comes along, she doesn't have nothing to worry about. Yeah, I, it, it, that's the thing. Like, Rhea's gonna be fine. If if Tony lost twice, it would have been really damaging. And and let's be real, Tony's probably one of the top three women wrestlers in the whole fucking. That's not Japanese. Yeah, yeah, it's not Japanese. <laughs> yeah, like she's one of the best. So for for and obviously, I think she's the best woman wrestler on the whole fucking UK roster. Oh yeah, I, I confidently say that one. Yeah. Uh, before we switch to the main event, keeping it on the topics of uh, women in NXT UK, I saw in the crowd that they announced that they signed Jazzy G- Gaybird, or I forget mm-hmm. exactly how you say her last name, but she took part in the first May Young Classic, and I was surprised they didn't snatch her up. And uh, I'm trying to think what was the other uh, lady's name, Kaylee Ray? Yeah, something, yeah, something like yeah, that. But I think she has like a big following and shit too, and they're going to both be a part of NXT UK. So like, that's what I, when I saw that shit, I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. You need to get names that people know. I mean, no, no, you know, sh- digs at Ginny or Isla or anybody like that. But like, you need some names that have a following now with this new brand. You can't just, we're making all our stars here. Good idea, but do you understand? Obviously, you guys do, but like how long that shit takes. It's not overnight, so you kind of need to get these people to have this built-in success already. So I was just going to ask you really quickly, how do you feel about them being signed? Not that you, I'm not asking if you know so much about them, but do you think it's a good look for the women's division over there? Or 
people I, to get lost in the shuffle or what? That that's the thing. I I feel like there's a good three or four women's wrestlers that are probably going to be lost in the shuffle, like and that I think are good. So I. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm happy. New talents coming in. It's always going to make things better. But some of these girls that I think are good probably aren't going to be getting pushed because of these girls. So I, it's to to me, I just and and it's not like it's not like these you're getting two three women's matches on a on a on an episode anyways. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I I, I hope the best for everybody. You know. For sure. For sure. Now moving on to the main events. Joe Coffey going against Pete Dunne for the WWE United King Kingdom Championship. To me now, I got to say, to me, this is my match of the night. Like, I I really dug it. I'm not even that big on Joe Coffey, but, like, they did the, the typical British stiff shit. You know, I mean, they, 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 I don't know. I guess they got, I can't say they got great chemistry with each other, but I dug the match. Like, it wasn't like, holy shit, five stars. No, I'm not trying to say that. Uh, but like to me, it it was a really for especially for the championship, especially to be the main event on their first card. Like I thought it was pretty solid. Uh, Joe Coffey kind of like his his stock went up a little bit in my book with that match. Whether it was on his own doing or or if Dunn Dun was just helping him look good, I don't know. But either way, it worked for me. Um, I did not expect Coffey to win. I expected it to be a good matchup, so I wasn't surprised with the end result. Uh, before we get into the other end result, what was your take on the match? Man, I'd probably give it like a four and a quarter. I th- I thought I thought man, especially the length of the match. The match yes, was they long, went for dude. a I, shit. I and, didn't even time it. We really need to start that shit because it took a minute. It I think it was I think it was over thirty minutes. Damn. Yeah, and 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 the way they just kept going, like you could tell both guys were in shape because the first time, first couple times I saw Joe Coffey, his ass was out of shape. First yeah. five minutes, his ass was fucking beat red, fucking huffing and puffing. That boy was in shape last night, and it shows. Uh, obviously, you know, Pete Dunn's had the belt for over 600 days for a fucking reason. Like, if you can't have a good match with him, probably shouldn't be there. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, coffee, stock, fucking rose, like, so much in, in this match. I was a little pissed that Gallus wasn't at ringside. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of expected it, you know, especially how you guys built them over the weeks recently. Like, you would at least see them walk him to the ring or something, you know. Well, like, I mean, I mean, they, they came out uh, and, uh, on the stage with him, but, yeah, but they didn't walk him to the ring. They just yeah, went that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, do the pose. Like, you know what I mean? Then maybe they, you know, go, right, go back to the back, boys. <laughs> but, like, yeah, like, kind of, I mean, didn't ruin shit, but I'm like, okay, I guess maybe the respect factor is for the main belt. You know, just two men out there just doing their thing against each other. So I was like, okay, I'll I'll, I'll take it that route. Um, another <laughs> another thing I liked in the match was uh, Pete Dunn refused to get counted out because if he gets counted out, he keeps his belt. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so 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 all during the match, he'd fucking six six seven. He'd wake up like, oh fuck, I gotta get in the ring. <laughs> like even though even though doesn't matter if 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 he gets counted out, he's keeping his belt. Yeah, but I it mean was that's in his a, favor, and he was still he's that much of a stand up champion. Like no, we ain't going out that way. That that like I didn't I didn't know his stock could rise even more. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. But I mean, it was just a barn burner, man. Like they they were going and and the way they were throwing each other off the. Uh, off the off the top turnbuckle, man, onto the uh, onto the padding outside of the ring, man. That shit was wild. Like that shit was really dangerous. Yeah, they are some 
ballsy motherfuckers over there. I would definitely say that. And I and I like it though because I mean maybe because we don't see that shit on the main shows, so it's like just so got that awe factor. Like, oh shit, I can't believe they just did that, you know. So I yeah, I can appreciate it, man. Uh end result, I'm assuming you're cool with the end result. Uh or did yeah, you I want mean, to see it become his kingdom? To, all right, so I mean I what what I was expecting was Gallus to be at ringside and then eventually get Joe Coffee the win. Yeah. That, that's what I expected. Am I mad that he kept the belt? Fuck no. Like, it's Pete Dunne. Like, <laughs> right. you know, even though Joe Coffey's stock went up, like, no. I mean, I'm fine with it. You know, I mean, that's just how it is, man. It's He's had it so long, and I just thought he was going to lose it. And then enters <laughs> a new challenger as the show appears to be going off air. Yeah, yeah, the 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 thing popped up and everything like they're about to go off air. Cause I mean, I was expecting the traditional. Uh, there's Walter in the crowd. He came to you know. I yeah, was yeah, expecting yeah. the traditional joint, you know. So the whole show goes and we don't see him. And then the graphic comes up. I'm like, okay, maybe they're holding off to the next tapings. Nope, music hits. He comes out. Fucking crowd goes nuts. They're singing along to his music, and you know he comes to the ring. Fucking boots coffee <laughs> gets him out of the picture real fast. Like nigga, next time. And basically let the shit know, like, I'm coming straight at you, Dunn. Like, I'm not here for anything else. I'm admiring that belt you have. And, you know, of course, Dunn, being the champ he is, ain't going to stand down, even after having damn near a 30-minute grueling-ass match. (laughs) Still ready for the smoke. So, I mean, like, that just gave me a little bit of goosebumps. Like, I cannot wait for these motherfuckers to mix it up, man. That's going to be a classic match whenever that shit happens. Like, mark my words, that shit is going to be great. Dunn's going to take some fucking punishment, but that match is going to be great, though. So, I mean, that is a big get for NXT UK. I've, I haven't seen a shit ton of his matches. I just see the same clips that you guys see on Twitter with the gifts and shit from the same account. So, trust me, it's not like I've done my homework. But what, from what I've seen, the shit with Keith Lee and, man, that dude is a monster. He can even go against big dudes and make them look little. So, that's fucked up. <laughs> so, I'm really excited to see what he does in UK. I mean, I don't want them to slingshot him into the, you know, being champion. I mean, I don't want Dunn's fucking run to last forever at the same time, but hopefully they can find some type of happy medium and the right way to transition to a new champion, even if it's briefly. But something needs to happen, though, because I don't... Do you want to see Dunn reach 700 days? Uh, It depends. It, I, it, I mean, I don't know. I mean... I, I want Dunn to reach that two-year mark, kind of, because you're already so far. So, you know, what what's that, 670 days? 670 days? Like, I, if, if he reaches that mark, dude, like, that's some Hulk Hogan shit. Like, yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, fine, I'm fine with it, but ain't no fucking way he's beating Walter. That's what I'm saying, man. They're going to give us a great fucking match, but I just don't see him getting his hand raised at the end of that one, man. And, and I'm... I had fucking goosebumps watching it. That's what I'm saying, man. When something gives you a feel like that, like, yeah, that that's some authentic shit. That's going to be something that's going to get the fans really excited and talking about this brand. And I really don't know anything about him, to be real honest. Like, I've seen a little bit, but not enough to make a real assessment of assessment. Shit, but, yeah. <laughs> but the way the crowd reacted and sung along with his music, it was like, yeah, this is a fucking guaranteed thing. This There's is no somebody. way you can fuck this up. There's no way. Yeah. So, so I mean... I would hope they wait till the first take for or for the next uh, UK takeover, 
but man, I would not be mad, you know, if they mix it up on a on a on a regular weekly show. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they let him and Coffee go at each other first. I mean, I think I saw some results from the taping. I think he's gonna end up obviously doing the traditional route, facing a jobber on his first match. But like, yeah, I think Coffee should be up next. Obviously, with him booting him out the ring and shit. Like, I think they should mix what, it up first. That that that's the thing. When he boots out Coffee, you just dropped all the stock I just put in this guy. Like the whole match. Like, oh, he had a great fucking match. Boom, one boot and you're done. Like, <laughs> See, now the way I would look at it is he just had a grueling-ass match and this big-ass tank just kicked him in the fucking face <laughs> after having a grueling match. Like, that's, I mean, I'm trying to be, like, faithful about this shit. Like, I, I guess, man, I don't want to look at you as a hoe, man. You just had a hard-ass match. This big-ass nigga just kicked you in the face. Like, I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> I and, probably would have stayed down, too. <laughs> apparently, Joe Coffey has some belt over in uh, England or, or some promotion over there, so it's not like Coffey don't have shit going for him right now. Yeah, so that's probably another reason why they probably didn't feel the need to maybe pull the trigger on him. It's like, you, you're fine. You got your shit going on the side. You know, you're still a prominent member of the U.K. brand, so, you know, no big deal, I guess, on their end. But all in all, though, I, I think it was a good pay-per-view, but... Uh, on a one to five star rating, what would you rate this pay per view as their first takeover? I have to say five. I I honestly think this will end up being the best pay per view of the year. Okay. I really don't. I don't see how you can step it up from there. The the just the surprises and and the well put together matches and and only being five matches and it's that fucking good. Yeah. On I. Who, who, how, how, you know, how are we going to get a bigger debut this year? The only way we're, we're going to get a bigger pop for somebody if if Kenny comes or the Bucks come. That's the only way we're going to get a bigger pop than that. So I mean, to to me, it's, it's, that would that's probably going to be my pay per view of the year. And putting putting it next next to a pay per view like All In, oh, that's a tough one to call. Yeah, me personally, I got to go with a four and a half. I I can't confidently, I can't feel confident in say five stars. Because I feel like, obviously, like in anything, there's always room for improvement and shit. And maybe it would have been the Mastiff match. Maybe if that was substituted with something else, maybe I would have felt like that was like a full five-star or something. Because like how that match was the one that had no interest from me, from me. But, like, it was still a fucking hell of a show, though. Like, I can't take anything away from it. So, yeah, I'll give it a four and a half, though. Solid show. I'm looking forward to whenever they plan on doing the next one. Hopefully it's soon. Uh, switching gears to Monday Night Raw. To start things off, they have some goofy-ass shit going on to happen to get Brian on the wrong side of Vince McMahon and shit. Uh, I had read something during the day about their that potentially happening. When I read it, I'm like, that makes no fucking sense. Why would they take Strowman out of the Royal Rumble match and have him destroy Vince's limo? And that's the re Like, that shit just didn't... But lo and behold, I'd watch Raw, and that's what the fuck starts Raw off. I'm like, Really? So they made up a generic-ass excuse to get Brian up out of the paint, and then, you know, they obviously went about a different route to get Finn into the to the match as a replacement, which I guess I'm not mad at, but I was looking forward to it. I've been saying for a while I felt it was going to be Brian's time, but, like, how you had mentioned in text message, like, you know, there has to be something really up with Brian, you know, like, for them to keep doing this. I mean, unless there's information that we're not familiar with, like, yeah, that, I have to agree. That's what it feels like. There has to be something lingering or some type of issues where 
they're just not pulling the trigger on this guy. I mean, is he over? That's not a question. I'm pretty sure he sells merch. Not talking John Cena numbers, but I mean. Oh, he sells merch, yeah. I'm pretty sure the guy sells merch. So it's like he's kind of the package. And he can, is he the greatest talker? No, but he can talk a lot better than a lot of other people. So what's stopping you guys? It must be injuries then. That was the only logical thing that makes sense to me. Yeah, unless they're going to let him win the Royal Rumble. Like that's the only other thing that I could think of. Because, you know, is because Brock has yet to sign a fight in the UFC. Which so, I'm curious about. I was waiting for January to roll around. thought the news was going to start getting hot and shit. Because and, uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure his USADA suspension is up. It was up at the beginning of January. I'm, I'm pretty sure. So it looks like Brock might be staying around for a while. Which is, that's the dumbest, like, thing ever, though. Like, especially with them talking about, you know, wanting to change and freshen things up. That's the biggest change y'all got to make. You guys got to stop. most obvious. Stop using his part-time ass. He's won the championship how many months ago? We have not seen this guy since. But in your guys' eyes, that's smart. Because we have him as our champion. We can bank off his name. That's fucking stupid. You need to bank off appearances. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But... Yeah, I mean, I, I guess, I mean, with, with, with the match being made with Finn, I mean, I don't, once again, I mean, I could be shocked, but I don't see Finn getting his arm raised at the end of that one. It's going to probably be typical shit, I feel, because uh, it's Brock. I will be real. Not even because I'm a fan of the nigga. It's just the way WWE books this motherfucker. It's annoying, man. I Okay, this this is, I kind of want to expand on what you said on how he wrestled the match in the U.K., like that's the Finn I want to see. Yes. The, uh, I I want to see 2013 Finn, the real rock and roller Finn, like the one that's fucking cutting mean promos. But no, we I, and I understand he's for some reason he's a babyface. I need Finn as a heel, and I need Finn fucking talking shit on Monday night and having his belt. I personally think he's gonna get the belt off Rock. Don't get me wrong, it'd be fucking awesome if he does. I mean, I want that. I want anybody to be the next champ besides Brock, but just the way they booked this guy and WrestleMania being around the corner, I can't help but feel like they're going to keep it on him just to have him be a fucking marquee match at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if if Vince was smart, you know, he knows what to do, but... That's the thing. That motherfucker's not, man. Like, I mean, I appreciate everything he's done for us wrestling fans since our childhoods and shit, but, like, it's a different day, and he's not gotten with the times, and that's been obvious for quite some time now. Yeah, some years. It's just like, dude, you got to listen to people. Just because we're not millionaires or just because we're not in these boardrooms, like, our opinions mean something. Like, we're the ones that can help you stay afloat. (laughs) We're the reason that you guys sell these arenas out. We're the reason you guys sell merch in the first fucking place like come on man but yeah they did that i mean i i would have rather him just assaulted vince (laughs) instead of assaulting a car (laughs) like if that's gonna be the fucking case well i mean i guess i guess he already took a headbutt from aj yeah (laughs) and kevin owens that shit i was thinking about that shit the other day when i was just watching some shit on the network i'm like yeah i forgot all about kevin owens headbutting the shit out of vince and that shit didn't really go anywhere had split Vince's forehead open and everything. It was some cool-looking shit, and nothing manifested from that shit. So I'm like, okay, I mean, you could have at least did it with this one. I mean, not make him bloodied, but Braun could have manhandled his ass. Fuck no, he probably would have <laughs> fucking hurt that old fragile man. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess. I digress. Uh, Next up, Bobby Lashley, new Intercontinental Champion. How do you feel about that? Refreshing. We we don't see this the belt on on Seth or Dean or or Dolph, yeah. Uh 
and and Bobby's too too much of a beast to be just sitting around with no belt. Same yeah. thing with Drew. Same thing with Braun. Like, you you can't have these monsters running around and they're losing one out of every two matches and don't have a strap on them. That 50 booking, man. You gotta love it. <laughs> and 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 I and I do like the fact that Bobby. This is his first Intercontinental Championship, so he's able to put another thing on his record. Yep. I was shocked. I mean, I did not. I mean, I like surprises like that. I just, I never expected Bobby Lashley to be IC champ. That was just nothing that was ever on my radar. So, I mean, I'm, I'm happy with it. And like you pointed out, it's, it's refreshing. Because goddamn, has it been boring these past couple months just between the same three champions? Yeah. Like, so I mean, yes, new start. Dean and Seth, y'all keep your shit away from the belt. You guys have nothing to do with this shit. Let him face new people. <laughs> Uh, there, there is one thing I do want to mention about the promo that Rollins was cutting, you know, for the match and shit, talking about Dean and how he betrayed the Brotherhood. Like, Seth, you were the first one to turn, so stop yeah. saying that shit, dog. And I'm tired of the WWE trying to act like we're just supposed to forget shit. Like, bro, like, no. <laughs> I 100% agree with you. That shit, it, that, that's why I hate the promos from Seth when it comes to Dean, because it's always the same shit. Like, you weren't the first one to turn on your brothers and stop bringing up the Roman Reigns shit. Yeah. You acting like this nigga injected him with the leukemia, my nigga. Like, he just made the announcement. He didn't touch Roman. He didn't do shit to Roman. He fucked you up. He yeah. fucked you over. Stop bringing Roman in trying to milk that shit. That, that's real-life situations. I understand that, obviously, you would have the okay. You wouldn't do it just to be doing it. So, I mean, I'm not coming from that angle, but just stop fucking bringing it up, man. Yeah. Like, you, you milking the or beating a dead-ass horse. Like, just leave it alone. You turned first. Shit was bound to happen. One of you guys were going to turn on, on the group eventually, even if this shit with Roman never happened. Somebody was going to turn out of him and Dean. Yeah. It was just bound to happen. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess from a storyline point, you got to act all stupid. Like, you don't know, never saw it coming. And us as fans got to forget that it happened at all. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I agree. I just... Mm. But, I mean, good for Bobby. Hopefully they keep the belt on him for a little bit. I don't want no super long shit. But, I mean, if he can be entertaining as IC champion... Fuck it. I'll roll with it. Uh, they finally announced the WWE Women's Tag Team titles on the little segment, Moment of Bliss. Uh, I gotta say, I don't know how to feel exactly about the belts. I don't think they're ugly, yet I don't think they're dope. I don't know. I'm I'm indifferent about the belts. Like, I don't know how to feel about them. I think I gotta see them a little bit more, like, in action besides just that same still I keep seeing on the timeline. But, uh... How do you feel about the belts and finally the uh, the division being announced finally? Uh, I'm glad they only announced one tag team belts. Like, it's not for both brands. Yeah. So that's that's refreshing. And then on top of that, they're shitting on the men's tag team belts. Like, oh, shitting definitely. on the men, t- men's tag team belts. And did you ever see the uh, planned women's belts before this one got announced? uh uh-uh. They basically looked like the men's belts, but it had a white strap, so silver plate still, and it had like uh, two women faces on the on the shit with like stars or some weird shit. Oh, like, hell. So I'm kind of glad that they didn't go with those belts. So when they pulled the shit off, I already already know what these motherfuckers look like, man. When she pulled it off, I'm like, okay, <laughs> thank God they didn't go with that ugly ass design. Yeah, that I mean, it does look better than the men's tag belts. I'll definitely say that for a fact. Yeah, it. And please, I I would I would like the old SmackDown tag belts that we used to have the the gold and blue ones. I like those. Can we bring those back? They just, I mean, it's possible for them to get some good looking belts, man. I don't know who is in charge in that department that keeps thinking that just big ass WWE logos are the way to go. Like, no, people like the way the UK championships look. People like the way the NXT championships look because they actually look like championships. 
you guys looking like you walking around with big ass oversized belt buckles. Like, like literally, like that shit is so plain and boring. That's why everybody loved the old Stone Cold belt or the old winged belt. Or the or you know, the undisputed championship, the WCW championship. The shit looked authentic. It looked like a title a champion was supposed to hold. But yeah, these these new shits not so much, man. I don't know if you guys need to find a new design company or whatever the fuck, but something needs to change. Uh, the only thing, only complaint I had about it, about the women's division being announced, is it seemed like they were only including Raw and SmackDown, which I think is a dumb move. Yeah. Me personally, I feel like that's dumb. I feel like any woman under contract should be able to to do that shit. So if somebody and it changes and splits things up, so if a woman from NXT wants to team up with somebody from SmackDown or UK wants to team up from somebody from Raw or any of these four brands want to intermix and mingle, that would be the one way you could and plus you can get exposure for these people that are only on the network. Might make you want to, people like them, maybe they might want to tune in to see what they're on, you know what I mean? But of course, apparently Raw and SmackDown are still the only things that really matter to Vince, but I mean, that's the only gripe I have. I feel like all women should be able to, whether it's NXT, UK, whatever, I feel they all should be able to compete. Other than that, finally, I guess I'm excited about it. Hopefully we do get some good matches leading up to it and the match for the belt, whoever decides to be in those finals. Hopefully that's something that's worth watching and actually worth crowning somebody at the end of. Uh, Next up on some rumor shit, because ain't nothing really been confirmed, but basically the word on the street is that Lars's push on Raw is in jeopardy. Apparently he was at Raw either a week or two weeks ago, set the debut, to set up a match with John Cena to have a WrestleMania program with him. And apparently, I guess he suffered an anxiety or a panic attack, and he left Raw and went home to Colorado. Or wherever the hell it is yeah. he lives. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, um, that's kind of a fucked up time. I understand that, you know, anxiety attacks, you know, stuff like that, that's a, like a real issue with a lot of people, but... You would just think, you know, if a guy's doing takeovers, if a guy is constantly doing live events on all these loops that NXT does, like, what is the big difference between that and Raw? You've done a takeover, so you've been in a big arena before. You know how it is to have a full house. Like, you, you've experienced it. It's the yeah. same fucking set, even. Just different graphics. So, like, it just kind of blows me. Like, if that is the case, I guess it makes sense, because I was getting annoyed. Like, why the fuck are they steady stretching it out with Lars is coming? Yeah. Like, well, what the fuck? <laughs> but, but but at the same time, they're doing that with everybody. Like, can we fucking introduce these people on the brand they're going to fucking be on? Like, why why do they keep just making small appearances backstage? Because it's, it's all a mirage, bro. They just, they just said that shit just to shut us up. They just said that shit because ratings were in the fucking toilet. So they sat there and made a bunch of blank promises about how these new stars were coming. And guess what? These niggas ain't going to really debut until after WrestleMania like they planned. The only difference is they're showing them in little backstage segments now until then. So that they basically duped us. That's what I'm thinking, man. They got us thinking that shit's changed and, oh, they got new stars. No, they still ain't going to do shit on any brand until after WrestleMania, which is the plans that they had for these people because these were all the people, apparently, that were getting called up. So it's just like, you motherfuckers, like, y'all ain't changed anything. That's why we keep just seeing EC looking at himself in a fucking mirror. Lacey watching the TV awkwardly. You got the fucking... Otis nigga just being a fucking retard like <laughs> like nobody has any direction everyone's just wandering like sheep in the fucking yard of WWE right now but I guess man um, 
as far as Lars goes, like, I don't know. I feel like, in a sense, this is, should show Vince that just because a guy is a muscle head doesn't mean that they deserve a push. Maybe the people that deserve it should get it, yeah. being Velveteen Dream, because I don't really know who else stands out like that. On the, I mean, of course, you can make an argument for the Johnny Garganos or the Aleister Blacks and shit, but, like, nobody star in NXT, I want to say, is as hot as him on a solo tip. Well, for some reason, I keep saying Tommaso Ciampa, but whatever. I hate that motherfucker, man. Like I, I, he, I don't see what he does for people. I mean, hey, it's wrestling. Everybody's gonna have their own, their own favorites and shit. But like, I really don't see how anybody can be like, "That's my champion." <laughs> He's such a heel. He just a bunch of whole shit. He's so cool. Like, I guess, man, if you get into that kind of shit, cool. More power to you. But to me, that man ain't done shit but hog up a belt and waste a bunch of time. I, to, I, and, and this is my personal opinion. I, I think he's diminished the most prestigious belt in North America. Shit's been boring because it's going to be a heel tactic that he uses to win at the end. Like, okay, heel shit's cool, but, like, sometimes it's a bad thing. And this is a fine definition of it in my book. Like, this shit is gay. It's boring. I don't like it. It's a waste of time going into... I'm not even really excited for the black match because I don't feel like black's going to win. They're going to keep the belt on this bum. Yeah. So it's just like, eh, I guess. I mean, I'm still going to watch it, of course, but I mean, I don't have any like high expectations or excitement for it. Uh, is rumor, another rumor. Revival finishing up. Supposedly I was reading some shit that uh, the Revival's basically looking forward to the end of their contracts. We'll touch on that part more later on in the show. But, like, yeah, that was the rumor. And then lately, two weeks in a row, they coming out with that uh, FTR on their trunks. Are you familiar with that at all? No. Uh, from the Being the Elite show, like, maybe a year ago. This is back, I want to say, back when Adam Cole was still a part of Bullet Club and they were doing Being the Elite. For some reason, Cody started this whole Fuck the Revival shit. Like, there was skits on the show where those would be randomly talking about shit or shooting a promo. And one more thing. Fuck the revival. <laughs> Just look all serious in the camera. Fucking, they got a cease and desist over that shit and everything. Like, yeah, y'all can't say that anymore. You can say the initials or whatever. If y'all want to say FTR, that's fine. But you can't be just out here saying fuck the revival. <laughs> so, two weeks in a row, these niggas got hashtag FTR. Which could obviously be a nod to the Bucks. Which could be hashtag free to revival. Yeah. Uh... I just saw how you reposted it uh, a, a day or yesterday or a day before, but like how they both said it, it was funny. They because I liked the the tweet from the guy from Revival that said that we will wrestle the Young Bucks one day and the world will rejoice. I didn't know that one of the Young Bucks tweeted that same shit just in different words the same day. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, these niggas have been talking. It's it's a fact that they are going. They're AEW bound after their contracts are up. Okay, so I don't know if you saw it, but on the website. Uh, WWE's website they're talking about they had like 2019 people that are gonna you know rise up and yeah. you know, have a year and they put the revival on there like that's gonna keep them around no, like, oh, like, yeah. like like y'all have had fucking years with this tag team and hadn't done shit with them so now you guys are gonna try to fucking put on some fake fucking facade like you're gonna fucking push them no the fuck you're not oh that's why I told you in text they're gonna try to pacify a lot of people now maybe that's why because I heard that Andrade is apparently unhappy and I never had a hint of that never thought that Hmm, is that why he's getting a push and facing a legend and beating him? Did you hear the Dolph shit? Oh, Dolph, I kind of, which which part? Uh, how the WWE offered him a, uh, like a backstage, like a major backstage role, and he denied. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah. The only thing that I heard, which was today, maybe about an hour or two ago before we started taping, uh, mind you, this is Thursday night, 
um, that he recently, him and his brother, posted on their Twitter accounts some new T-shirts that they have posted to Pro Wrestling Tees, which is obviously now an official affiliate of AEW, the, the Nemeth Brothers. And, you know, a lot of these wrestlers lately have been putting their real names, obviously their at names that are wrestling names, but, you know, like Mustafa Ali, you know, uh, Nia Jax, among other people, put their actual Mojo Raleigh, their ats will be their wrestling names, but they're putting their real names as their, you know, names on Twitter. And, obviously, Dolph shit is Heel Ziggler, at Heel Ziggler, but he's using his nickname if His brother, Ryan Namath, or whatever his brother, like, and then the shirt is for the Namath brothers. So I'm like, hmm. I don't even know where the fuck Dolph brothers wrestle at. I don't know. But I mean, obviously he's more or less a free agent. So, I mean, I think that would be a good addition. Like if you're going to bring Dolph in as a tag team with his own brother and they get to do their own shit, that'll give Dolph a whole new fucking look and feel to me in my eyes, besides just bringing him in as a solo guy. Yeah. So, I mean, I saw that shit and it's, it's official. They are on sale, like legit. So I'm just like, Hmm, kind of weird. You know what I mean? Like this is an official affiliate of AEW. You know what I mean? But then it makes me wonder, though, because other people have shirts on that shit. Mustafa has shirts. Cedric has shirts. Like, that doesn't mean they're going to AEW, and they had them sh- shirts on there before the, the announcement. So yeah. I don't know if I should feed too much into it because everybody, Stone Cold, CM Punk, under, you know, everybody has shit sold there. So I'm like, hmm, I don't know. It might have been this morning or last night I read, apparently, Dolph, they offered Dolph, like, a major backstage role. He denied it and then asked for his release. So, I don't I don't know if that's true. That's that's just rumor and innuendo. I'm not trying to say that's fucking fact. Yeah. Facts. But from what I read, and it seemed fucking believable to me, because Dolph's been unhappy for a while now. Yeah, I was surprised that he resigned last time. I for sure thought he was going to bounce when his contract came up last time, and he resigned for I forgot how many years. And I'm just like, okay, obviously you're cool with shit. So I I got no complaints. If you're happy, I love it. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, we'll touch more on the contracts and people possibly requesting releases at the end of the show. But now, for now, though, we're going to switch over to SmackDown Live. Uh, wanted to ask you, obviously, last Tuesday we didn't tape, but last week they held the big AEW rally. Uh, made it official, announced it. Uh, we'll touch on that, too, also, when that time comes. But um, obviously, they were doing this in the, literally around the corner from the uh, yeah. arena they were holding SmackDown that night. And they got there's footage out there of people in security turning people away at the door that was wearing AEW merch. Now, I just wanted to like, I mean, we don't got to go on a long tirade about it, but like, I just wanted to see your opinion. Like, how do you feel about that? Like, it, it's a brand new wrestling company. And yeah. you're, you're that threatened already that you're trying to turn away hard like, people that paid their money to go in. You They can't wear a T-shirt just because it's a new company. Uh, It doesn't make sense to me just because. You didn't even fucking acknowledge WCW until right in the thick of things. And this te- this company hasn't even done shit yet. They've only had a fucking rally. So why are you looking so weak? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, there's something odd going on, and, and we'll touch a little <laughs> bit later. But it's just, I don't know if he's getting spooked or... Maybe I don't might know. Maybe man might be feeling the pressure a little bit. I will say that maybe might be feeling some pressure. But but shit's real now. It's not just conversations that's being secretly held. This shit's exposed but, to the world now. Doesn't make sense because you see Bullet Club shirts all the time. So what the fuck? Exactly. It doesn't make sense. 
And then how you touched on the WCW shit. Like, yeah, you weren't turning people away with fucking Sting or NWO shirts back in the day. So, like, I, and that was your, that was huge. That was a big thing. Like, I don't know why you feel so threatened by these three guys. These three to four guys, you feel so threatened by them. I, I really don't understand it. it. It doesn't make sense, and I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. All right, I just wanted to get your thoughts. I mean, I feel like WWE's fucked up on that. I mean, obviously, I guess they in turn changed their minds and started allowing the people to come in probably because they realized it's 2019 and people been had cell phones that can record, so we might look fucked up out here in these streets. So yeah, let's change well, our tune. Well, as soon as people start tweeting about that shit, the policy changed right yeah, away. Magically. So... so. And the other thing I wanted to ask and or touch on real quick on SmackDown is uh, how do you feel about this Jimmy and Naomi and Mandy Rose storyline? Uh, They're trying, trying to break up a marriage. I mean, I, I guess. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, it's, I think we're slowly starting to get back towards a little bit of an attitude era feeling, like getting a little bit more scandalous. Uh, I guess on on Raw, you know, obviously Alexa Bliss got walked in. Somebody walked in her room, and she was still dressing and shit. Yeah, and starting to get a little bit more of that feel. I mean, the only thing, the only reason why I don't like the storyline personally is you hear all these wrestlers who had wives who got involved in storylines, or you know, and then they end up getting divorced and shit. Yeah, like, shit turns to real life. Yeah, storyline. They, they work themselves into a fucking shoot, mm-hmm. and it doesn't. I, you know, I as a wrestling company, I'd really stay away from that shit. Just because, like, there ain't no reason to be trying to get this little bit of ticket sales and then you're fucking up somebody's marriage. So, I don't know. Yeah, you could have used the brother that's not married and he could have been still, like, sidetracked. You know, it's fucking him and his brother's tag matches up because he's too busy worried about her. Like, he didn't have to use the married one, you know. Yeah. So, I, I, I dig what you're saying. Yeah, to me, it's totally a senseless storyline. We don't need it. I mean, it's cool that I guess they're trying to get a little provocative, like you said, maybe a little, you know, back to the essence of the Attitude Era a little bit, but... Uh, there's other ways to do it besides just you know somebody getting fucked on you know what I mean like there's other, there's other, there's other <laughs> ways to go about this shit. But 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 I guess when they when they got in the hotel room she's like I don't really want you I just want to fuck up your marriage. Yeah, like, yeah. basically that's what I'm like damn one hundred but damn <laughs> like this is where we're at uh, WWE fuck it. Um, and then last thing on SmackDown fucking Andrade and Rey Mysterio fucked around and put a classic on man. Like, they had a good tag match last week, but this week, their match was, man, that was, that is a motherfucking five-star match. I'll say it. Fuck it. Let's argue. <laughs> Let's argue. Fuck it. That was a five-star match, man. Yeah. Ray, that time away from WWE has done wonders for this man's career. He's somewhat moving like how he used to. I don't expect him to, especially, you know, with the knee injuries and his age, so I don't expect him to be full And how Rey long Mysterio he's been wrestling, too. How long? But, man, damn, is he doing great again. And then you got fucking just Andrade just really going to the fifth dimension on niggas, man. Like, this nigga's really breaking through his own ceiling. And it just seems like he's steady fucking getting better. Ever I mean, ever, ever since he got the NXT title, he's gotten better every fucking time I've seen him. And it's, just, it's amazing, man. So, I mean, I want more. Yeah. Shit, we had a tag match. We had a singles match. Fucking, I'm down for at least a good another five matches. I can go for another five Ray and uh, Andrade matches. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I really could, man. Them guys just... I don't know if it's just because, you know, the Mexico wrestling, maybe that's where they click and they can just mold together. But goddamn, man, it, it's perfect. Like, that match was great. That's that's more or less going to probably be my match of the week when it's all said and done. Like, looking at everything else this week, like, yeah. Even though there's one strong contender that I'll touch on when the time comes, but, like, yeah, that's probably going to be it for me. Uh, well, how did you feel about the match? Did you Were you cool with it? Was it, like, uh, eh? Or? I mean, it started off slow, which I was shocked. 
uh, Ray just kept putting him in fucking headlocks and shit. And I was like, oh, wasn't what I was expecting. <laughs> but then as soon as they picked up the speed, it was fucking, fucking pedal to the metal. Uh, the way Ray, uh, fucking Hurricane round him off the fucking, uh, off the, off the fucking apron. And you could just see how hard he hit. Like, there's no bracing for that. Yeah, like, there's no giving that concrete or, or that thin padding. <laughs> or, uh, just, I, what was it, the Canadian Destroyer they did a couple times and, I'm surprised they're. I mean, of course. I mean, that move has been banned in WWE, but of course they'll let a legend. I'm yeah. not mad at it. Yeah, Ray, we'll let you get that off. Anybody yeah. else? No, we'll fucking find you. Yeah, <laughs> but, but yeah, it's over. Overall, man, it was just it was just refreshing, man. Like refreshing to see that good of a match take place not on a pay per view, but just a fucking weekly SmackDown show. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Uh, switching over to 205 Live, which is now back to Tuesdays. <laughs> I mean, I hate that they're just juggling the boys around and shit, man. But I guess it's kind of better to be actually live when live is a part of your name. So I guess it's a good idea to actually start tape, you know, doing the shit live again, opposed to being taped. But like, y'all should have never be doing this mixed match challenge shit. It's on Facebook. Y'all can do that shit anytime y'all want. Put that shit up on a Saturday or some shit, man. Like nobody really cares about that shit anyways. And, and for you guys to bump. 205 Live for that bullshit that means nothing. Kind of shows how y'all really feel about 205 Live. Why should I care about it? Y'all don't. You'd rather put a fucking mixed match challenge that's on Facebook, not even on the fucking network. Well, technically it is on the network, but it it debuts live on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, like, come on, man. Like, that's dumb as hell to me. But, I mean, nonetheless, we're back on Tuesdays, their original start date. Back to being live. Uh... This can just segue into the next uh, quick thing that I was going to say. Humberto Carrillo joins the roster full-time now, which I've been saying for the past month or two, him and Mendoza need to be on that damn roster. I'm happy, but at the same time, it doesn't mean anything because now you're just filling Mustafa's spot. Yeah, yeah. Because he was when I saw him nowhere in the graphic when they were talking about 205 Live coming up next on uh, SmackDown and they had the whole fucking roster and he wasn't on there, that's when it really clicked. Like, yo, he's really, he's not pulling double duty. He's done. Yeah, oh yeah. Even though they travel together, like that just blew my mind. I figured, yeah, he's gonna still be there. I mean, yeah, he'll probably pull double duty. You'll tape for SmackDown, then you'll tape for fucking two oh five right after SmackDown, you know. But no, he's he's done and now I mean that's a good pickup. Yeah. He's fucking Hector Garza Jr.'s fucking nephew, bro. I didn't know that. He used to wrestle in WCW. Yeah, yeah, I did yeah. not know that shit. That blew my mind. So I'm like, okay, maybe that's why you crisp with it a little bit. It's in your fucking blood. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you, <laughs> you can tell the way he wrestles, he's different. Man. Like, he has, his arm drags are some straight-up Eddie you Guerrero. About that leaping shit? Yeah, Dude. straight Eddie Guerrero, 1996 shit. Like, real fucking, like, authentic, real fucking wrestling. Like, he, he, I, I thought his NXT match was better than his uh, 205 match. Yeah, Grant, yeah, I mean... But I, I thought the same. I thought the same, but I'm like, he was in there with Johnny freaking wrestling. Though, <laughs> yeah. I mean, not to take shit away from Buddy, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, John, I would say Johnny's up there more than Buddy, so that's the only reason I'm just going to be like, yeah, the match with Johnny was better, man. But And, and it was a lot shorter. Um, yeah, so, I mean, dude, I'm excited for him, uh, and and I'm just excited to see some new matchups. Yes. I'm I'm ready to see him face anybody. Shit, I, I'm ready. Hey, I'll take him and Gentleman Jack Gallagher, and you know how the fuck I feel about that nigga. So hey, I'll, I'll take that even. 
I'm yeah, I'm excited for him, man. Like that's a good. Finally, they listen now. Can we just get Mendoza over there too? Yeah, because Mendoza ain't even fucking appearing on NXT or nothing. He doesn't need to be on NXT, and he's been with NXT for, to my knowledge, at least three, four years now, man. Before they even started using him on television, he was doing the tours with him constantly. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, he he needs something, man. NXT's flooded. Send him on over to 205 Live where he can be utilized every week. And and. And you can't tell me you can't he he can't have some great matches with shit. I would see I uh I don't really care for Lucha House Party, but I would watch a Lucha, Lucha House Party versus him and Mendoza tag match. Fuck yeah, I would watch it. It would be interesting, something different besides seeing them facing you know Tony Nese or fucking Drew Gulak and shit. Like it's something different. I would take it. Actually, I I fuck with Lucha heavy. I, I mean, I, to I me, think... it's not bad. I I look at it more as for the kids, but I don't look at it as some new day shit where they annoy me. They don't annoy me at all. It's just like eh. I don't know. I just don't like the pinatas and the fucking noisemakers. Like, that's kind of racist, in my opinion. I hated that shit when they did it with the Mexicals back yeah. in the day. I hated that shit. The, the, the only reason why I like them so much is because everyone can wrestle their ass off. Oh, and they're, yeah. They're all dope. So that's the only reason why I really fuck with them. I'll save it because I was going to touch on something. But it's about a Lucha House party member. We'll touch on it at the end of the show, though. Uh, switching over to UK, I just wanted to get your thoughts since you're a big Eye of the Dawn fan. What, how do you feel about them letting Jenny go over? They had a match, obviously, this week, which we had one episode of UK, and it was uh, Isla Dawn versus Jenny this week, and Jenny picked up the win, for uh, people that don't know. Even though I like Isla a lot, I, t- I still think she has a lot of work to do to get better, and I really like I, Jenny. For, for me, her stock's really high, so I wasn't mad at it. Like, how can you be mad? Jenny, I think Jenny needs to look more than Isla anyways. Okay, because I was really in, like, I watched that shit, I was like, I swear to God, I said to myself, I wonder how Eddie's going to feel about this shit, like, because I don't know if he's going to rock with this decision, man. I, I like Ginny a lot, so I'm not mad. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem, like, she took a minute, and like I said before, and I, because I'm not going to seem like I'm, you know, being a hypocrite, like, she still doesn't look threatening to me, but, like, if she's, like, how she threw a couple knees in that match and shit like that, okay, you get my attention like that, anybody can fuck anybody up with a knee. But if you're just talking about punches and shit like that and strength contests, like, you're not winning that. So don't fool me or lie to me. Like, so, like, that's why I wasn't digging her. But I can agree. I guess she does need to look more than Isla. Isla's going to be fine. You know, she's over with the crowd. crowd loves her, so and she has a following already, so she'll be fine. So I guess I just, just didn't know how you were going to feel about the shit. Uh, and then I wanted to ask you really quickly, how do you feel about this new formation of a tag team between Fabian Eichner and Marcel Barthel? Don't get me wrong. I think it's going to be a, re- a really great tag team. They got a hell of potential. I really just see Fabian Eichner as a single star. Like, I think he's such a, like, he's he's not huge, but he's a monster. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. his, his strength, every time he wrestles somebody, he shows off his strength. They'll jump off the top buckle. He'll grab her ass and fucking suplex him. Out of midair, snatch her ass. So, like, me personally, I see hella potential with the tag team, and they, they're definitely going to be a force to be reckoned with, without a fucking doubt. But for me, Fabian Eichner is a single star. And he has it. he has the look. He has the ring work. His mic skills can obviously be better. But overall, dude, for, for me, all I've seen is him do be a single star. And that's what I've been accustomed to. So I don't know. Who knows? I think they got really good chemistry, man. Like, their chemistry, I mean, unless they did shit on the indies over there that we're not aware of because obviously it's an indie. Um, unless they worked with each other in the past, this is this that what makes me interested in this tag team. Because like, if you never worked together before, and this is how you guys are gelling together already, you guys are probably going to be the top shit in UK NXT. Yeah. 
by the end of like if you especially if you guys can put on consistent good matches by the end of the year you guys will probably be definitely strong talks in the title picture this Martel dude or Marcel, like he impressed me shit when he had his match against Keith Lee, when Keith Lee debuted on the regular NXT. So, I mean, shit, I'm cool with it. Like, I mean, I, I, I guess I can see what you're saying about Eichner. Like, yeah, like, and then it kind of confused me because, um, I believe it was the WWE PC YouTube channel where they just be talking and doing interviews and shit with people down there and doing like little different, you know, YouTube bullshits. But uh, anyways, they were interviewing him about, you know, your New Year's resolutions and shit. And he was basically, I think he said that he wanted to get back into 205 Live shape. Because he he wanted wanted to, you know, like, go back into the Cruiserweight division. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. And then, like, literally, boom, like, he gets this tag team started. So I'm like, fuck, I thought we were going to get another guy on 205. But I'm not mad at, you know, UK getting another strong tag team. He he got that Buddy Murphy type, like, I don't believe you're going to be 205. Fabian Eichner's full as fuck, dog. Like, there's no way. He was a little slimmer in the Cruiserweight Classic. He did pack on a little bit of more muscle after the shit, but, like, yeah, I I don't... Yeah, they, they lie to us, man. Like, come on, man. I don't think 205 should be the limit anyways when you got people that are, like, 215, 220 that can do the same shit. I, I, well, there has to be a weight limit, and, and I'm surprised that 205 Live hasn't really made that an angle for Buddy Murphy. Like, Buddy Mur- you can't fucking tell me Buddy Murphy's 205. He should have to weigh in before every match. Every, every episode, that motherfucker has to weigh in. Like, and if he goes over by one point, we strip him of the fucking belt. <laughs> yeah, strip him. <laughs> fucking 205 pounds. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that tag team goes. God damn, man. Um, as far as NXT, uh, yeah, they had the Carrillo and uh, Gargano match, which I fucked with. Uh, that Keith Lee and Cassius Ono match, though, man, uh, I really fucked with it. That was my strong competitor for match of the week. Like, I wasn't expecting it to be that good. I thought it was going to be good, but it was better than what I expected, which is always a pleasant surprise for me. Uh, how did you feel about the match? It was a hard-hitting match, man. Yeah. Uh, Keith Lee's really dope to me. Cassius is always going to be Cassius. He's an enhancement talent. And obviously, and I, I didn't expect Keith Lee to win because Riddle... Him and Riddle still obviously beefing, so it was a perfect way to end the match. Keith Lee didn't look fucking weak. Uh, Cassius got a win that he he can always use a win. Right, poor guy. He can always use a win. He <laughs> he's always needs one. Loses a lot. So I mean, I don't know. It was it was a dope match. I, I but I wouldn't say like it was contender contender for match of the week. That's just me, though. Fucking Keith Lee was taking straight boots to the face, man. And he was not blocking that shit. I'm just like, yes, yeah, so I, that's how it's supposed to be. Make me believe, damn it. Like, don't make me know that you're fucking covering. And I'm seeing the guy slap his thigh. <laughs> like, I want to make me believe it, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess New Year, new segment. Now we can start talking about uh, All Elite Wrestling. Obviously, as we touched on earlier, they had the rally last week, and they announced that they're going to be having their second show, Double or Nothing, May 25th, from the MGA, MGM Grand Arena in Las Vegas, which I think is a pretty big deal. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, people like Impact and shit, you know, do shows there, but for you guys to be an upstart and go get that venue, that says a lot to me. So, um, did you watch any of the rally at all? Did you catch any of it, or did you just see clips of it? Uh... I, yeah, I didn't get to watch all of it. I just saw clips, but I mean, I got the the gist of shit, you know, like from what I saw, like didn't really have to watch the whole thing to be honest. We we see what's going on. They're uh it's it's to, to me 
it it all looks great. Like it's it's a, it's all looks like it's coming together at the start really well. You know, getting MJF, big fucking signing. And I literally just said the last episode, like if I could sign somebody for WWE, MJF was on main guy on my radar, and boom, like yeah, WWE, you fucked up. But at the same time, maybe he might not have worked so so good because he's he's a shit talker. Yeah, he ain't gonna be able to call somebody turkey tits on WWE TV. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, uh, so I'm like, yeah, let him do his thing, man. Pac, big fucking signing, Pac. Yeah, that that's 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 huge. That's fucking Jericho. Huge, that they, he gave him a huge fucking rub, man. Like he said himself, that's me giving him a rub. Like you know, people see that Jericho signing there, that must mean big business. If Jericho signing there, anybody can go there. He's a fucking legend, so and that's exactly what that means. If Jericho can go there, literally anybody can go there. That that's a legit business now. He legitimized them overnight. I'm I'm really fucking salty about Britt Baker signing with him. I gotta admit that I am. I am. I mean, I'm happy that you know. I guess you get to be one of the founding women for them, and however that shit shakes out, your name will be etched in their history books. That's cool for you, opposed to being another face in an already crowded NXT women's division. But I, I, yeah, I gotta admit, man, I'm disappointed with it. Uh, I mean, it sucks, but uh, at the same time, you're happy for a motherfucker. But it just sucks from the fan side of you that wants to see them mix it up in the WWE ring. Well, I, I pretty much already had that booked. Fucking Chelsea Green and Britt Baker having a fucking rivalry in NXT. So like that really pisses me off. But on top of that, well, your husband's in NXT right now. Like I thought that was a. She already had a match on NXT. I thought it was a guaranteed fucking thing, dude. Thought it was. I thought there was Damn. no way. Yeah, same thing here. I thought it was done deal. And and for that to happen, I mean, shout out to her. Like, you know, you're gonna get a great rub. Like, it's you'll you're you know you're gonna get your look. But, damn man, I was really really needing her to come. In my opinion, obviously, I don't know Britt Baker personally. I don't speak to any wrestler personally. But like, I would assume it's a money thing. For for AEW to say that the women are getting equal pay as men there, that would have to be the deciding factor. Because WWE, yeah, you can go to NXT and be a star there and have matches with so-and-so and so-and-so and the who's who of type things, but they probably didn't offer you good enough money or money that you felt that you were worth. Yeah. So for AEW to be able to, you know, offer you the same shit that somebody else is going to get that's, you know, probably more famous than you, to be honest, I would probably take that too. Because especially if I know I go to WWE, I'm going to have to do fucking NXT tours for the first couple months until they decide to find what they're going to do. With, like, yeah, opposed to just being off to the races with AEW. Because whatever women's match they have, I'm pretty sure she's going to be a part of it at that uh, Double or Nothing show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Billy Gunn signing as a, a backstage guy. Big To me, signing. yeah, that's a big get. That's a big get, man. I mean... WWE, they got to save their own ass, and that's the only reason why they released them or whatever, and it was because of some shit that had nothing even to do with WWE. Yeah. Well, motherfucker doing a bodybuilding contest, they found some sh- some shit in his system, and he got disqualified, so what the fuck does that got to do with wrestling? Why are we firing him from WWE? And, and he's not even a wrestler. Yeah, so that was just dumb as fuck to me. Like, okay, whatever. They got to, you know, save face, so they, you know, want to distance themselves from bullshit. I get it, but that's a big get for AEW, though, man. He's been around... Uh, obviously a legend, you know, tag team wise with Billy Gunn, obviously being a part of one of the biggest stables next to NWO as a part of DX. Like, yeah, he, he's solidified in his business. So, I mean, that's a big get. Um, yeah, a little bit about the talent signed so far. Obviously, we know Cody, the Bucks are signed, Adam Page is signed, Pac signed, uh, Jericho signed, MJF signed, Britt Baker signed. 
They also announced that they have some partnership with some Japanese company that I've never heard of, so I'm not even going to begin to act like I know the name or remember it. But uh, they're going to have some type of deal going with them, so that how many people or what kind of deal it is exactly, I'm not too sure, but that's going to help them out with talent at least. Um, And then, yeah, now I guess we can get to talking about, because it's still on the same topic of AEW, but uh, about talent asking for releases. Now, okay, obviously there's the story about Dolph. Obviously we touched on the Revival asking for their release. And then uh, publicly it's been made public knowledge that uh, Mike Kanellis and Maria Kanellis have asked for their releases from WWE also. Yep. Now... I touched on this shit on Twitter, but I feel strongly about that shit. Fuck Mike and Maria. We signed you motherfuckers. Buddy wants to come out of the closet with a fucking drug addiction. Sure. We'll support you. We'll put you up. We'll pay for your services to get you fucking help. Then she wants to wind up pregnant. That's nine months. Okay. Whatever. Do the family thing. While he's home recovering, y'all do the family thing. You bring him back. Granted, it's not on SmackDown or Raw. You bring him back to 205 Live because the fucking decks are stacked over there on the main show. So they're trying to do something with you guys. But just because he's not in a title picture or some shit, you feel like you got the authority to be like, we're, we're not being used right. Motherfucker, they've treated you like royalty since you've been there. And They didn't have to pay for Buddy's addiction rehab. They didn't have to sit there and be like, oh, yeah, we're going to still pay you while you're at home fucking pregnant. They didn't have to do that shit because I'm sure the checks didn't stop those nine months while you were pregnant. So that's why I'm like, fuck both of them. You all going to ride this shit out. <laughs> and when it's done, hey, yeah. we'll cross that bridge when we get it. Yeah. But as far as them go, like, I can understand uh, Dolph. I can understand the revival. But Mike and Maria, fuck them. Like, no, y'all just trying to finesse the Fed to get some money and treatment and some easy paychecks to fucking not even be on TV, basically. Shut the fuck up. Be happy that you're there. When your contract's up, do what you got to do. But you got a contract to honor in the meantime. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Especially with 205 Live, like. <laughs> You're too bland. Like, there's other people that are going to get put on the fucking TV show before you. He he really was bland. And that's another thing. Like, how do you feeling yourself a little too much? You might have been the shit in Ring of Honor, but Ring of Honor is a small company. Like, let's just keep it honest, man. Like, it's a small company. Anybody can be a big star there, technically. Yeah. Fuck, you got Joey Ryan and bullshit making appearances and doing dumb shit over there and the crowd goes nuts. Like, let's be honest about it. So it's like, this is a different ball game, a bigger ball game. Yeah, and that bland shit that you were doing on 205 Live and that match that you had on SmackDown ain't going to do it. And if you think that you're the shit because of that, I'm sorry, then you you in for a rude awakening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wanted to ask your opinion on the whole Jerry Lawler situation. Oh, that's obvious. That's super obvious. Buddy ain't been on commentary in a minute. The magically y'all want to re-sign him to a two-year deal after AEW gets announced. And because JR's name has already been out there before AEW was even announced, when it was just a rumor that supposedly Jericho and JR are going to do a wrestling company together, his name has been in the mix. So now that it's official and he's just basically waiting for his contract to run out, you guys did what you had to do because you don't want the voices of wrestling going to the ops. So, I mean, smart move, whole move, but smart move from the business sense. You got to do what you got to do, because if you don't, he will definitely take his ass over there just to see what it's about, even if it's for a pay-per-view only, just to call double or nothing. You guys don't even want them to do that. It 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 just shows me, like, it, sh- it shows me that Vince, is to me, is being weak-minded. Like, this dude, I, I could understand if, like, he's been on commentary, and his contract came to an end. Then you re-signed him. Like, who, when the fuck was the last time he's been on TV? And you're just magically going to sign him to a two-year deal out of nowhere. Yep. It, it, 
and 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 for this to happen for for you just do the hall of fame introductions and shit every year no that's not enough yeah for 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 this to happen and then for you to uh be denying people at the door with aew shirts you're looking very fucking weak right now and you're supposed to be the top brand could we stop this let's being scared of somebody who hasn't even fucking had any tapings Right, they haven't even announced a TV deal yet. Yeah, and uh, they, they will get one eventually, but... Supposedly, can... the rumor is TNT, so if they do that, that's a big step. Yeah. I mean, that's a big step. That's not your Paramount or Spike or Destination or Pop TV, like, Impact. Like, that's a big yeah. get in itself, so... Yeah, but... It... They would have a reason. That's that's when shit really gets real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, I could understand if they've had a couple pay-per-views and they started taping this on TNT. Sure, you gotta do what the fuck you gotta do. But stop acknowledging a company... You're 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 giving them clout. Like you're 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 giving them all the fucking looks. Yep. And you're supposed to be the fucking brand. It's it's blowing my mind because WWE didn't acknowledge WCW until they started winning the ratings. Then all of a sudden they started doing the parody shit with, you know, uh the roster and making fun of them and yeah, billionaire yeah, yeah. Ted. You know, you everybody's seen the shit on the network, hopefully. Uh but that was when they were actually beating you. This company hasn't done shit. They're they're retweeting everybody that fucking shows his shirt on Twitter. Are you kidding? What? <laughs> like, they didn't even show this much like fear for TNA when they were actually popping. Yeah, yeah, like, and, and like, TNA was kind of legit back in you know two thousand four, two thousand five. Should I dare I even say back when they had the main event mafia jumping off, when they had fucking Booker and Sting and Kurt Angle and Nash and them all in one group going against niggas like Samoa Joe, you had beer money there, you had like, it was at its apex basically, and y'all still didn't even show fear at that time because you guys knew who the fuck you were. It's, it's, Just, it's, it's, it's it do, and this question I got, do you think it's because they got a billionaire backing them? That would, I, and that's my only thing. Vince, you're a millionaire. Like, 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 CM Punk said, you're a millionaire who should be a billionaire. You're not a billionaire. This nigga's a billionaire. So yeah, I would have a little trouble sleeping at night too when I got some new kid on the block that got some more money than me that's trying to play the same game as me. I'd be a little shook too. Like, um, obviously his pockets are deeper than mine because apparently this is kind of this kind of makes me look that. I don't know. I have my own little weird conspiracy theory. I blame this shit on Cody. Now, hear me out. I feel like the Bucks would have been WWE bound. I feel like everybody would have been WWE bound if Cody did not get in their fucking ear with this. Oh, we can do it on our own. I'm like my daddy. I can, I can be, a, I can be a booker like my daddy and we can do our own business. And I'm just like my daddy. Like, nigga, no. You fucked this up by getting in their ears. The all-in shit was cool. It was great for wrestling, but you kept in, kept on with this shit. And now you you deprive fans of certain matches. I mean, cool, Revival's asking for the release. We'll probably get that match. You know, okay, cool. There ain't other tag teams that motherfuckers really want to see the Bucks face. What, besides we gonna, besides we, the Hardys. And it's already happened. Yeah, exactly. And then what, we gonna maybe, I can see people being interested. I don't know if it's happened yet because I don't watch all the indies and shit like that. But I mean, maybe unless they face uh, the Lucha Brothers, fucking Pentagon and fucking Ray Phoenix. I can see people being interested in that. And, I, would, and, I would guess that match has already happened. And then unless, you know, Ziggler and his brother come, okay, I can see that maybe. But like other than that, it's very limited. Very limited. So that's why I'm like, I kind of blame Cody, man. I feel like he... Don't get me wrong. I, it's cool that y'all bet on yourself and you guys are trying this shit out to see what you guys can bring to the table on your own opposed to just taking the safe route. Okay, cool. But, like, I just feel like had Cody not been there, you guys would be debuting at the Royal Rumble like you're fucking supposed to. 
because apparently that's the rumor that they three were offered very lucrative contracts debuting all three at the Royal Rumble having plans into WrestleMania. Apparently Triple H negotiated with all three men for over 12 hours. They were under the impression that you guys were going to sign. So you basically were giving them, yeah, man, yeah, everything looks good. Yeah, 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 we're going to do this. And then just last minute you pull this bullshit and have this rally and go the opposite route because obviously you probably got more money or whatever the case. From well, I guarantee they got – and and obviously Cody's the vice president and shit. Yeah, you know what I mean? Okay, yeah, they gave you your little t- executive titles and shit. So, I mean, obviously that's a sweet perk. But, like, I, it just – I really don't like the idea of that. Like, I wish – I just wish they would have just – and another part of the shit was I believed that they and I it's funny because I even said this shit on the podcast, like, go try it for a year. You know, you guys are going to have the ball in your court. Negotiate to have a fucking opt out clause at the end of the year if you don't like where you're going booking wise or, or, or if you're just not liking the travel. That was apparently a part of their shit. Yep. They had an opt out clause at the end of their year to see if they didn't like where the booking was or what they were doing. They were free to go. And you guys still turn that shit down. Yeah. Stupid as fuck. Y'all could have gave us the couple matches and still bounced. Even if you knew for a fact that you were going to be AEW, y'all could have still came for that year, had a hell of a run, good storylines, had good tag matches, and could have been out to the door. And, and like, we accomplished everything over there. And 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 probably could have talked some talent out of fucking leaving the WWE, too. Yep. You possibly could have been in their ear the whole fucking time getting talent ready for AEW. Really could have launched it off crazy. But, you know, it's, you know, it, I mean, it's set in stone now. I mean, now this is just us with our, you know, everything's 2020 after the fact. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but what 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 thing that I'm a little little skeptical about is and obviously I think he's still signed with New Japan, but Omega hasn't officially signed with anybody after his contract. Yeah, his contract's up towards late, like later towards the end of the month, I guess. Yeah. So. If you guys don't get Kenny, it's not going to work. That's the number one wrestler in the world. Like, if you don't get Kenny, what do you have? See, if, but the, but then it makes me question that, too, because we've already had Kenny and, and Jericho, so the only match that's there to have is fucking Kenny and Pac. And after that's done, what do we do? So that's why I'm like, Kenny, be the smart one out of the fucking group. You go take the year deal. Let them get their shit off the ground. Let them acquire some more talent. Maybe have some conversations with other promotions to get some more talent. And then at the end of the year, you go do your thing. You know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure if they gave Cody and the Bucks that kind of deal, Kenny's deal is going to be five times sweeter. You're not going to offer them that shit and then give the best wrestler in the world the same deal. You're not. So he's going to get more than what they got. He's going to probably get more bells and whistles on his shit, too. So it's like, just be the smart one. Somebody got to be fucking smart here. Instead of, we're so cool, we can do it all on our own. You guys are going to be fucking around being WCW 2.0 out this motherfucker if you really think that. Yeah. You need the talent. You got. And then I heard some shit that supposedly they're not going to really have writers like that, that they're going to leave it up to the wrestlers I to make their storylines. Um, like, okay, that's cool creative freedom, but that's also still not a good idea. Uh, the only reason why I'm not too worried about that is they've kind of proved themselves with the all or the being the elite shit and they oh yeah they can i have no i have no uh loss of faith in them they'll they'll be fine they can do it they can pull it off they're good at making their own promos their backstage segments all that shit they're great at that i'm talking about the other people yeah can mjf do that i fuck with him but can he do that can Britt baker do that yeah Yeah. you know what i mean like can they all construct a promo without anybody's help because that's what WWE offers at the PC that y'all frown so much, uh, you know, so much upon. They help you with your promos, not just your ring work. Yeah. 
Like so, I don't know, man. Like I like I want them to succeed so bad, but it just feels like they're betting on themselves a little too much. Um, talent is very important. That shit has to be there. And I'm sorry, like from what besides Pac, obviously, regardless, Pac could have signed with Impact, and that would have fucking shot their stock up. So wherever he would have signed in America would have been a you know a big noisemaker so that i can't sit there and say oh you guys pulled off the highest of the year like no wherever he would have signed it would have been the same reaction jericho's jericho he's a legend okay cool but everyone else is basically unheard of even you guys are unheard of in a lot of homes which is another reason i feel y'all should have went to wwe route to get some even more exposure mm-hmm. And, and like, oh, those are the guys that their T-shirts are all in the fucking crowd. All the, oh, OK, I can make a connection between the two now. And you you could have went the Kota Abushi route, got that little bit of bread, got all that brand new fan exposure. Yep. And then left. And as fast as time goes, that year would have fucking flew, man. It would have flew. It would have been 2020 before you know it. All elite would have been had their shows, their TV deal in place, more talent in place. But apparently you guys know what you're doing and you guys got it all figured out. I mean, I guess best of luck, but you guys got a lot going on, man. This, this shit is going to be very hard to do. And, and Booker T's even said it like, you know, I wish them the best of luck, but this ain't easy. No, no. And mind you, obviously, he's been in WCW, so he knows what it's like when you got wrestlers running the show thinking that they can wear both hats. Mm-hmm. So, Cody, you're not going to book yourself in any title pictures whatsoever, huh? You're just going to be mid-matched Cody that doesn't have no significant storylines. Bullshit. You're going to be in the main title picture before you fucking know it, dude. There'll probably be another uh, uh, Cody and Kenny fucking rivalry. Yeah, man. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, like, I don't know, man. Like, right now, I'm very skeptical on it. I'm glad that there's uh, actual competition because this is more competition than TNA's ever, ever proposed before, and they haven't even had their first television set yet, so, or TV tapings yet, so that says a lot, man. Uh, try and think yeah just really quickly though about the people asking for releases from wwe before we go yeah uh, like i said revival dolph mike and maria apparently grand metalik is not happy with his spot in lucha house party and just being on 205 live which kind of confuses me you came in with the cruiserweight classic you were gonna be a cruiserweight I can get not wanting to be a part of Lucha House Party. Like, if you're tired of that shit, okay, I can understand it. So, apparently, he might be somebody that's going to be looking to go, you know, either back to Mexico or possibly to AEW when his contract comes up. But, see, see that that's crazy because I just heard a couple days ago that uh, Lucha Underground might not be around much longer. Oh, yeah, good. Good for them. Because I'm sorry, like, I tried to give their shit a try. Like, I mean, people, I feel like people only fucked with Lucha Underground just because it was a brand new alternative. You can't say them storylines were good. It was cheesy as fuck. It was like some fake Mortal Kombat shit. Like, I'm sorry, like, y'all are lying to yourselves if you're trying to act like Lucha Underground was really lit like that. It wasn't. They just signed a bunch of cool indie talent. Ricochet, Johnny Mundo. Like, you had fucking Chavo there. Ray was there. Pentagon was there. Like, you guys just signed a shit ton of fire-ass talent. That's all y'all did. Other than that, your whole setup was fucking weak. And then uh, there was one last thing I did want to talk about. I don't know if you saw the tweet this morning, but apparently uh, mid-December, uh, Dakota Kai tore her ACL. So it looks like she's probably about to be out for a year. Now that is news to me. Now that's very unfortunate. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with these girls and their fucking knees, man, but 
it just shows you got to take care of your body, man. And even sometimes when you think you're taking care of your body, your body's still taking a beating. And, and accidents she, happen and all, but damn. And and she was getting featured on NXT and NXT UK, so like she was getting pushed heavy. And that's, that's just a big setback, man. Went, I could have yeah. she came back from an injury when she first was starting to be promoted on regular NXT. I could have swore she had some. She was dealing with some injury that she came back from at that point in time. Yeah, so I, it's 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 unfortunate to see somebody in ACL injuries are about a year at least. So, you know, I mean, I I wish a, a speedy recovery for her, man, because uh, yeah, her stock was rising in my book. So that's yeah, I, yeah. I've been a fan of her since I first saw her a couple first couple matches, man. Like it was just like something about her wrestling style, like it's different. So I mean, yeah, man, for her to be gone for a year, and this is at the top of the year, basically, that that really fucking blows, man. I mean, obviously, hopefully, she can make a you know recovery sooner rather than later, but you know, that we'll have to, we'll have to wait and see on that one, man. Uh, but yeah, I guess that's gonna be uh, the end of this uh, first episode of the year. Uh, Want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, next week we'll be back, same time, <laughs> same day. Uh, but until then, I guess we're going to holler at y'all, man. All right, guys.